speaking to us this morning in the uh, Bible class hour. And um, at this time, what I want to do is have Brother Nat Ayers come up and um, introduce him for us. Brother Nat. Well, it is indeed good to be here. Uh, uh, see very uh, many familiar faces. We were here a couple of years ago, and we're going to come back last year, and a, a tornado came and came through our town and sort of hit our house, and it was just a, a very tough time to try to get away. But uh, we're glad we're here this year. We look forward to being with you. Uh, this is a great congregation. I have many good acquaintances that have grown up here through the years. Um, you know, the know many preachers uh, today that have come from this congregation uh, over the brotherhood. Uh, some of my college roommates were members uh, from this congregation. So I have ties uh, to you um, in, uh, in many ways and I look forward to being with you this week, uh, speaking to you and also giving our young men who are Christians a chance to uh, preach the gospel as well. Um, as you can see to the left over here um, is what is called a bed sheet sermon. Some of you will have heard bed sheet sermons or seen bed sheet sermons, but I bet it's been a while. It was uh, a time, it goes back to a time of, of gospel meetings and tent meetings, um, back before PowerPoint and things like that where a preacher had to take a good deal of time, I will tell you, to develop a lesson, to illustrate that lesson uh, for those in the audience to, to really imprint the message into their mind. And so this week, as a training tool for our young men as well, I will be preaching from bedsheet sermons. We are going to be preaching bedsheet sermons throughout the gospel meeting uh, in Vacation Bible School. And it is a great way to remember. I, I've, I've pretty well memorized the young men's sermon. Uh, just by spending some time with them, the points stand out so well. Uh, they're very well illustrated. And, and I believe that you will walk away remembering these lessons and these sermons um, by this way of, of preaching. And so it was a great effort. It was an effort put on by our, uh, all of our young people. Uh, we started probably two or three months ago, probably working on these bedsheet sermons, coming up with the idea, the theme. The theme this week is going to be the kingdom of God. And so developing these sermons and the vacation Bible school all to coordinate together and uh, to stay on this topic theme takes a little planning, takes a little time, and we spent months uh, really working together as a group, coming up with these lessons, coming up with these themes, coming up with the verses, the, the sermons, the illustrations, the young ladies did help so much in it. And so that, that is a teaching uh, moment for us all. You know, evangelism is not a one-person sport. It is a team effort. And 
I know Daniel is new here at this congregation, but he needs a team effort. Too many times preachers uh, are lone athletes in, in, in this competition uh, for souls. And it needs to be a team effort uh, in evangelism. You know, this same thing can be done on a larger scale for this congregation and the, and the church as a whole. We all need to pull together to help the message, to help the gospel go forward. And so I'm very excited, very happy um, for our young people that they could work together on this project. When these young men are up here preaching, every person here had a role in that sermon that, that they're going to be up preaching. This point here may be one of our young ladies' points that they brought out. This scripture here may be one of our other young men's points that they brought out. And so everyone had a role in this gospel meeting. And that's something that I'm really excited about. It's not just one person coming up with these ideas. It's a group. And so um, a few weeks ago, um, Jackson. Jackson, go and stand up real fast. No, I mean stand up, Jackson. This is Jackson right here. Jackson, how old are you? He's 12 years old. Jackson's a twin. He is Reagan and his brother's Walker uh, here. Walker will be preaching later on in the week as well. But Jackson, we were getting ready to come and I'd already had four lessons ready to go for our young men who are Christians to get up and preach. And uh, Jackson, about three weeks ago, comes up and he says... He said, I think I'm going to preach down in Beeville. And I, it was in between classes, and I really didn't have time to explain that, you know, this is a role for a baptized young man. This is, you need to be a Christian before you get up and, and start proclaiming the gospel to the, to the world. And uh, he said, no, nah, he said, I, I think I'm on, I want to preach in Beeville too. Well, after services, he comes up to me and said, I'm going to be baptized here in just a few minutes, okay? And he'd, we'd, uh, he'd study with his dad and one of the elders, and, and, and uh, he knew what he was talking about. I, you know, I was going to have to explain to him why he couldn't preach uh, here, but uh, he knew what he was talking about. So uh, Jackson and I got together what he could preach on, what he could teach on, and this morning he's going to teach on the parables of the kingdom. I told Jackson that, you know, courage is something that we all need. There's no room for cowards in the Lord's church. You know, if I were to ask the men of this congregation who's ready to get up and preach a sermon, I might see some scared faces. Because I know I would out back in my home congregation. It takes courage to get up before a group of people and pour your heart out about what you're passionate about the gospel. It takes courage. It takes a backbone of steel. Jackson Steel. That's his last name, Steel. And so I look at Jackson and I see Steel. You may see a 12 year old boy, but I see Steel. And so, Jackson, get up here and lay it down. Preach to us, brother. Hi, my name is Jackson Steele, as Nat said a second ago, and I'm going to be teaching the parables of the kingdom. On behalf of the Broadway Church of Christ, we are glad to be with you this morning. 
This week we hope to all gain better understanding about the kingdom of God and the loving, powerful King. We hope that something we say will help us all to transform our lives to be more pleasing to God. This morning I want to speak about the kingdom of God. Let's begin by looking at the parable of the weeds. Can can I have someone read Matthew thirteen twenty four through thirty? Matthew thirteen verses twenty four through You can also read 36 through 43, please. The church is the kingdom and its members are represented by the wheat, the good seed. No matter how good the church is doing, Satan tries his best to corrupt it. Like you can see the wheats or the weeds growing up on the church, which represents the wheat. Satan plants the weeds because he wants the church to fail. We need the wheat we as the wheat must remain strong. We need to do all we can to be pleasing to, to God and not worry about the weeds that Satan plants. On the day of judgment, those who have tried to harm the Lord's church in any way who are represented by the weeds will be dealt with by Christ and his angels. Next, let's look at one of the more known parables, the parable of the mustard seed. Can I have someone read Matthew thirteen thirty-one through 33? 
The monster seed is represented as the Word of God, and it may start out small when it sprouts, but given time it will nurture and mature and become a tree. As, as the gospel is preached, the tree or the kingdom grows larger and larger. On a personal note, as the seed is sown in the true hearer's heart, it grows and and the hearer matures to something beautiful and useful to the kingdom. Much in the same way, when you place a small amount of, or small amount of leaven or yeast, it will slowly work its way to become bread. As the gospel spreads, it will slowly have a growing effect on those who hear it. Now let's look at the parable of the hidden treasure, which you can see. Can I have someone read Matthew thirteen forty four? How important is the kingdom of God to you? I'll tell you one thing. I do not want to go to hell. I want to be in heaven with the Lord. What would you be willing to give up or sacrifice for the kingdom? We should be willing to give up anything or everything to get to heaven. Now, let's talk about the rich young ruler and... And I, I'll read Matthew ten seventeen through twenty seven. This is not on the on my sheet. It's just a, I think it's a very important passage. Now, as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him. Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but the one that is God. You know that the commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he answered and said to him, Teach all these things I have kept for my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, going your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come, take up the cross and follow me. But he, he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful. For he had great possessions. 
Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of, of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it for those to trust in riches to enter the kingdom of, heaven, kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go th- through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven, or kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but God, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. It is hard for some to give up their eternal earthly treasure for the eternal treasure. Our eternal salvation is the kingdom of heaven. And our Lord and Savior ought to be our largest priority. Now I will read Luke 10.27. So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbors as yourself. Also, the parable of the pearl of great price is the same. Now I will read Matthew thirteen forty-five through 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven, like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, when he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Finally, let's look at the parable of the net. These these represent the Christians who will who will go to heaven. These represent the bad people who will not go to heaven. Now let's read Matthew thirteen forty-seven through 50. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which when it, it was full, they drew to shore, and they sat down and gathered the good into the vessel, but threw the bad away. So it, it will be at the end of the age that angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. I'll tell you one thing. I do not want to be in hell where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. On the day of judgment, there will be, there will be a great separation that takes place from God. There will be a huge separation from God.
Matthew speaks of gathering of two types of fish, those good and useful and those to be cast away. The useful are the righteous who are in the kingdom, and the bad are those evil outside of the kingdom. Those outside of the kingdom will face a fiery furnace and weeping and gnashing of teeth. I do not want to be there. Bible that 